shelf life contains adult content and even though it's all about toys may not be suitable for children. We're talking motherfucking toys with Adam and Blake. Your plastic joy isn't it great? Shelf Life. Welcome back to Shelf Life, a collector's podcast, the 48th episode, the November year of our Lord 2020 episode. That's right. We are a reliably monthly podcast, and I'm open about it now. I am your host, Blake Walker, and as always, with me is my co host, the frogman to my Genghis frog. It's Adam Timish. How are you, Adam? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you, Blake. That was a good one. I liked it. I thought it was a good one. I thought it was better than I than I usually do. And I like the little nostalgic callback to the Genghis frog that I had as a kid, whose name doesn't really fit the guy, I don't think, but he's right, still cool he was like, in my book. He was like Hawaiian shirt wearing frog, right? Right. He should have been called like bodacious uh, frogmaster awesome or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Yeah. I had to look up his name. Uh but he was dope. Before we get too into it, we'll get to we'll get to uh, Frogman. But today we have a very special guest with us. It's friend of the show, Twitter personality and toy industry magnate. It's Shane aka Funky Dynamite. Shane, how are you, and uh, how do you want the world to address you now that uh, you're on the on the world stage of shelf life here? Uh, emperor of I don't know. Um, no, emperor of I, toys. I, uh, yeah, emperor, emperor of toys. Yeah, all all 225 followers, give yeah. or take. You it's know, a, it's a lot more followers um, than me. Hi, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, um, thank you for joining us. Um, where, where are you joining uh, us from, by the way, to get a geographical sense, or do you even want people to know where you're joining us from? Uh, very rainy Florida is where I'm, uh, I'm calling in from. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just got through a tropical storm and, and it just generally rains a lot as a rule, but. But are but yeah. you, Dang. are you That's safe? Rough. And most importantly, are those plastic babies safe? <laughs> uh yeah uh yes on both counts uh which is good uh, a tree did fall over in my yard a small tree uh we tried to put it back up but it fell over again so uh but yeah everything in my house is fine thankfully uh all my expensive tchotchkes and baubles are uh, are was it was it a palm tree and how many coconuts bonked you on the head on its way down <laughs> no it was actually uh it wasn't a palm tree it was a, a type of florida tree called a gumbo limbo which is fun because, and I don't know how much we want to get into tree lore here, but you can just <laughs> chop off, uh, you can just chop off branches of this tree and then stick it in the ground, and a whole other tree will grow from it. So that's wow. that's the fun part. That's how it's every like, tree in the world should work, right? We'd have a lot more trees. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, okay, awesome. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I kind of weaseled my way onto this podcast. Honestly, um, how did you even you get on here? Well, I think you, you admit there was a one of your recent episodes, uh, like you mentioned me a, a decent number of times. And I think I just reached out after that and was like, yeah. hey, yeah, can I just be on? Your you, demanded, you demanded and credit. It, uh, let this be a lesson. If you reach out 
And if you ask to be on, we are going to say yes, because not that many people <laughs> are listening and not that many people talk to us. So well, that, that takes the edge off a little bit. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we will let anyone on who asks. Yeah. You, you described um, it as weaseling your way on, we? but that's basically how every guest of this show has managed to get on here is through a, a small amount yeah, of weaseling. Pretty much. I think, I think Tom <laughs> right had to talk to us for a little, a literal year before he, <laughs> we allowed him on. <laughs> Should we ask about your your toy background, or just re- like real quick in, yeah. in general, what kind of collector you consider yourself to be? Yeah, uh, sure. So, so I'm a I'm a sometime toy reviewer uh, for a, a website called OAFE.net that I have probably done about. I used to review for them a lot, and now I probably do it like once a year when I get hounded a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a a lifetime toy collector, which I think is a little bit rare because most people I talk to have a period between childhood and adulthood where they got rid of most of their toys and then yeah. got like back into collecting. Yes. And I just never stopped. I've just been a, a child all of my life. So uh, I got that going for me. And uh, that is rare. And I do work for a toy company, uh, not not any of the big fancy ones, uh, mm. but it is a an actual toy company Uh, i do like to keep the nature of it a little bit private for a a couple of reasons but sure sure. we don't don't want to liable them and embarrass them on the air here right um and and, yeah i I do i do tend to get a little uh political on my twitter account sometimes (laughs) oh yeah so uh funky dynamite has a great twitter follow um if if you like uh hot takes and uh uh you know <laughs> just political commentary i i find it very entertaining that's good to know yeah i don't i, I just don't want anybody to like dox me to my boss and say no. like hey do you know this guy's yeah. uh tweeting about here um no. so i don't want to like present my company in that way i uh, recently got into <laughs> exactly. uh similar tr- trouble for uh this sort of thing <laughs> oh yeah where yeah, uh yeah, yeah. that with your uh you've got kind of you know ghost accounts that sort of pop up and disappear every now and then that I've just kind of uh, let be a thing, but it's, uh, I've always kind of wondered yeah, about I, that. Uh, Adam I has posted, like five sock puppet Yeah, I accounts. posted something recently. Uh, it's been a, probably a month or two, but it somehow got on the radar of like the very right-wing Twitter, and <laughs> yeah, I hate it. It was terrible, yeah. and I would just keep getting notifications for these people that were just quote-tweeting my tweet and i don't and eventually i just deleted it but uh another thing that had happened as a result of that is i don't know if you had known about this shane but uh the new york times legit reached out to me to interview me about what that tweet was about and i was like this is gonna get my ass fired real fast if i'm uh, if i'm tweeting in a way that is I causing you, uh, i wanted you, know, you to be worldwide a news pu- publications to reach out to me then I should probably be a little bit more careful. And then that that lasted about two weeks before I started. Uh, uh, I scream into the void. I do not want anyone to scream back at me. I, I just want to. <laughs> yeah. I just want to yell at the wall. I do not want people talking to me unless they're just saying, "Good, good job." <laughs> yeah, I, I've got about. I, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I I did want. I wanted Adam to blow the whistle on his company so badly. But, but the thing was, I, knew I wasn't it, even talking shit. On the other foot, I would, I would not have the balls either. So I, I couldn't really blame him. But that, that, imagine Adam being interviewed by the New York Times about his <laughs> bad boss. That's that's hilarious. I, I, 
I luckily I, I do think I'm lucky in that most of the people, most of my mutuals uh, uh, or whatever, are pretty well aligned with uh, the thing. They've either muted me long ago, I guess, or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they're or they're liking what I'm what I'm screeching about. So sure, I'm I'm pretty blessed in that. But every once in a while, you get the people who who uh, who do the name searches. So if you don't yeah. censor the names and it's somebody who's trending, then God help you because they're going to come for you. Yeah, people who are searching these specific phrases just to be uh, uh, little goblins about it are are the the saddest, most desperate, uh, uh, slimiest creatures on the earth. Yeah, I love that. I was I, I was just recently uh, telling Shane. You know, we don't we don't bring up politics that much. It's all about <laughs> the toys on this show. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was uh, I knew it was going to get at least a little bit in there just just because it does have an, a a degree of of why I try to keep my, my job and my social media separate, even yeah. though they're kind of, because I do work with toys and I, I obviously I work with them because I, I like them and I've always liked them. And it's also, uh, just kind of a, if I can share a little anecdote that was kind of a cautionary tale for me, like my, my toy company does have fans. They're not, you know, you know, it's not a huge following, but we do have our, our dedicated fans. And I just kind of don't want my Twitter account to be like a sounding board for that. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, I don't know if you guys were, if you were around for it, if you remember this guy, I think it was, his name was Stephen G. Ann, maybe, or Stephen J. Ann. Um, do you guys, not does me. that ring a bell for you guys? No. Okay. Okay. So, so he was this guy on Twitter um, and he worked, he didn't like flat out come out and say where he worked, but it was pretty clear through his tweets that he worked for Walgreens and he was mm. from what I can, from what I was gathered through his tweets, he was like the guy who facilitated on behalf of Walgreens, um, which exclusives toy companies would have with Walgreens, like, you know, the Marvel legends and the, and the star Wars things that, that would be Walgreens exclusive. It was like, this guy's job entailed that somehow. And he was, he was always super friendly and, and very involved and helpful in like the Twitter toy community and, and was like well liked by all. And then one day his he just was flat out gone, like disappeared. His account was, was completely deleted. And everybody was like, What what happened to this guy that we all, you know, got along with and seemed to enjoy? And um, from what I gather, it was some kind of debacle about a, a Funko Pop uh, release. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that went bad and i think uh <laughs> the lead of, of funko fans like descended upon him pretty brutally he just peaced out and was like I'm, i don't done and and never heard from him again so i i kind of that's my cautionary tale of like why i don't want to be too affiliated with my my job on <laughs> on the twitter if yeah. I can i'm gonna i'm avoid gonna it. i mean especially work work Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to take that story and just assume that he was murdered by Funko fans. And that was just the end of it. Yeah. He was just like, just swallowed like a, a horde of zombies. They just busted into his door and just ate him alive. Like, and, and I I really felt for the guy after hearing that, cause he was such a, he was like a gem on Twitter. And then apparently, yeah. And yeah. I, I, with a caveat that I could be completely wrong about this and, and this is all secondhand information, but it just was kind of a sad tale of like, that's why you don't tell people where you work. <laughs> I th I'm, I'm thinking maybe your, your company's fan base is less rabid and insane than the Funko one because I, it's, it's just so, so crazy that someone could be like so beloved and then 
they'll turn on a dime against him and rip him limb, right. <laughs> limb from limb. I, I really think, few, well, you know, few, few online toy fan communities, I think are just, they're very, you know, I've, I've met up with some, I've, I've encountered some of the, the Funko fan bases at like, uh, you know, places where you gather to like sell, you know, parking lot toy sale type things. And then sometimes, yeah, there's the guy, your neighbor in the booth just has like wall of Funkos and, and I've, you know, just been privy to their discussions and they, they do take it very seriously. So, so uh, more seriously than I've taken a lot of toy stuff oh, and yeah. I, and I very seriously, I think for me. So yeah, just, uh, my, my fan base, well, not my fan base, obviously, but the, my company's fan base is, is, uh, I would think a little bit more, uh, you know, nuanced in how they approach it, but, but Yes. I still just don't want to be that, you know. I con- really want to make <laughs> jokes. Right. And, well, like you said, it's a cautionary tale. I really want to make jokes and pretend I know which toy company you work for and just name a completely outrageous one. But I'm so afraid that I will get it right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm also equally terrified of that. Adam, <laughs> Adam, I don't think you'll get it. I, I don't think. I uh, think I... I told you, right? Like, I yeah, to you told sure you told me, and it's not yeah. something that I'm I'm too familiar with. Okay, that's that's good. To <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I do. It's not, you know, it's a legitimate company, and and people are vaguely aware of them usually. But I, I again, it, it there is that terrifying thing in the back of my head. I'm gonna joke about it, and I'm just gonna be like, huh, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious, and then just be like, do oh, you think? Shit. Do you think that's yeah. kind of how? <laughs> Um, you think that's kind of what happened to Randy Falk? Like he one day was just like on Twitter being himself and then he got outed as being a NECA guy and his life has just been completely ruined since then. Yeah. Like it could be, I mean, I, I, I will say that working at a toy company, I, I feel a little bit more for Randy Falk than I did beforehand because I know a lot of people do uh, take issue with the way he, he approaches, you know, dealing with fans sometimes and, uh, you know, it's not always the most tactful way, but, but I do a little bit because people will just be like, why can't you make a toy of, uh, you know, like John Connor's foster parents and he'll be like, <laughs> you can't like, like, you know, you don't know how to tell somebody like we have to run margins on this stuff and like, you know, how much, you know, we can't just, you can't just put money into something without, you know, having a little bit of an idea of of what it's going to take to get that money coming back to you as much as, you know, you want to make toys of whatever strikes your fantasy. It, Look, it Randy, doesn't really work. Randy, I want a Wolfie, the dog figure. I know you never <laughs> see him on screen, but I demand that you make Wolfie because I want to know that he is just fine. Well, my, my favorite <laughs> is the people that come in and request things that are like not even anywhere near NECA's radar. Like they're like, Man, you know, Nick would do a really great Disney's live-action Aladdin figure. You think that could happen? <laughs> right, yeah. And, and, and then, you know, again, he's affiliated with that company, so he can either ignore it or address it. And, you know, the where it comes to, like, he's in control to some degree, so he can address it how he sees fit and doesn't have to worry about how it's going to reflect on his company because he's kind of he kind of is to one degree or another the face of the company so what he says goes but it's not really an enviable job to have sometimes when is you got he people like, like our, our friend said he was like the boss like the guy uh i don't know if he's owner he of. started it i don't know what his 
I think now he's like product development, which is basically what I am for my company. But I know that he's he started it, but he might have uh, okay. kind of passed the reins of, of the management to somebody else or something. And now he's just product development and running their social or their their Twitter feed, at least. I know he doesn't really mess with the the Facebook. Or anything. Yeah. And, I, and I talk about him like we're good friends. I, I've <laughs> he does not. <laughs> to any degree i did meet him at, at san diego comic-con but he's still you know he does not know me from from anybody so. right uh, do you think that's what happened with uh scott knightlick the toy guru do you think he was ripped limb from limb by rabid fans well i i think he uh i think he kind of goaded it a little bit from my recollection like he he was he sort of wore his toy first, first of all you call yourself toy guru, toy guru. yeah uh, and and you're kind of asking for people to to be a li- and he like you know made a figure that was like named after him oh yeah and stuff like, oh he had all these it, like vanity figures that he <laughs> yeah the exactly vanity figures like he kind of he took on that role of of being like the most hated guy at Mattel like like he oh, yeah. sort of embodied the little uh what's the guy uh what was their mascot with the little crown and the smirk Matty. To, uh, yeah, like that was like for me, uh, Scott Knight. Like uh, he's like the he he was the embodiment of that Maddie character, just the smirking, <laughs> a, ma- a child uh, in a man's body, yeah. crossed arms, uh, smirking toy. Like yeah. this is our idea of what a collecting guy looks like, type of thing. Ma- Maddie Collector's uh, slogan might as well have been like "fuck the collectors." I, I think. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy looked like a, that. Maddie guy looked like he was flipping things on eBay. That's what I say. Oh. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a fake eBay flipper, if you ask me. Yeah, Maddie collector flippers. Welcome. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, good luck. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll we'll get more into that. Usually up top, we we spend a short time at least talking about what we what we've acquired, our acquisitions lately. Um, I don't know if Adam has any, and you're a uh, uh, of course, welcome to chime in, Shane. Um, Adam, have you have you gotten anything at all lately? Uh, yeah, I actually have bought several things recently. Most of it NECA. Um, maybe all of it NECA. Uh, I did get all of the currently released uh, Back to the Future figures, including the uh, Target exclusive Tales from Space, which I did not. It, yeah, nice I didn't one. initially want it. Um, but that packaging absolutely sold me. It has that old pulp comic book, Tales from the Crypt yeah. type look to it. I dig it. It's it's probably the only or one of the only figures I've ever bought more for the packaging than for the actual figure itself. But um, yeah, I got that and <laughs> all the other Back to the Future figures. Um, I got, I found another, um, you know, I mentioned last time that I've been trying to recollect some of the horror stuff. So I found a... Uh, Chucky in good condition, just the single, the single packed Chucky. Uh, and then our target uh-huh. had actually managed to get or keep in the, on the shelf a few of the metal heads. I think they had restocked some of those. Um, and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't again going to initially get those, but, uh, it, I found it was the one I had seen was in really, really good shape. I'd seen a couple others with some issues with the paint apps and things like that, but, um, I did find one that was in really good shape, so I went ahead and, and snatched that up as well. But I think that's I think that's about it. I say that like it's only a few, but that all equates to about eight figures. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's like what 
150 bucks worth of figures, yeah. maybe. Or... Oh, yeah. Well, let's yeah. Shane. Let's not put a, a price tag on it. Let's. Uh... <laughs> is that is that un, is that uncouth? Is that uh, <laughs> uh is that ghost? Uh, uh, maybe yeah. a little bit. Not on this podcast. I mean, uh, <laughs> cre- credit card debt might as well be the subtitle of of this whole podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just assume all all toy collectors are are you know spending <laughs> way yeah. too much. There sure. are some see, there are I'm, some people that I will see on collecting stuff online and I know I have a tendency to be this way too where I can overbuy but there are some people that get so much almost literally everything that is released and I just cannot for the life of me figure yeah. how in the world that they can afford that even if they had really really good jobs it seems like it would be so much to try and keep up with as much as they do yeah, no, being like a completist on anything to me is just mind-boggling. Um, like Marvel Legends type stuff, especially because they release like oh, what hundred figures a year or so. Like, I don't, yeah, and yeah, and that and that was one of the things for me with the Back to the Future line. I was very hesitant to even get involved in it because I knew that could open up a huge can of worms in terms of expense and space and all those things uh, as well. I did get the two Martys. The one and two, uh, the Martys. I, I'm staying away from the, the Tales from Space one, and uh, I don't need any Biffs, but I will probably get Doc Brown if it when it materializes. But yeah, that's like, I don't get the people who just like, every time a new... I mean, I feel like I, I say I don't get it, but then I also feel like maybe I'm one of those people to some people, because I do I do spend a lot of my my, my, my disposable income on it, but... Yeah, but yeah, it seems like some people. It's just everything that comes out. It's like they automatically already have it and yeah. collect everything. And I have know? to, I have to really like be very specific in telling myself you need to decide what you're going to get from this line if you want to collect it. Which I guess Metalhead kind of represents a bit of a relapse from that because I had specifically said I wasn't <laughs> going to buy that and then did. But yeah, that turtle line is 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 crazy because there's always. For me, that NECA Turtle line, it's like, I'm like, okay, I have four figures. I don't need these new packs that come out. But then it's that little, in the back of my head, it's like, well, if you find it, or if, you know, somebody's got one, you'll just get sent. And I've been lucky enough to either get them, order them when, when NECA puts them on their store, or... Someone on Twitter will say like, "Oh, anybody looking for this?" and uh, or I'll just find it in the store. But yeah, that one's quickly becoming the <clears throat> the albatross to me of of frustration of finding it and it taking up a lot of space when you do find it because they're you know they're coming out with everything now. They got no restrictions. I don't know what deal they had with Playmates before, but now they're just going for it with everything. Okay. So it's like, um, how deep do you do? You want a scumbug or whatever that guy is? Like, how? <laughs> call me up when they do a Genghis Frog, then I'll be interested. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that one's. I'm, I'm, you know, Napoleon Bone a Frog. <laughs> yeah. they're all coming. You know, yeah, frog and then they're gang. gonna be. <laughs> they're gonna be coming from NECA and Super Seven. You know, oh boy. You got to make double the space if that's your if that's your bag. See, so. we, this is a classic situation of too many different manufacturers doing the same property at the yeah. same time. Well, well, and I don't. Yep. I don't yep. remember if there's been an announcement since then, but even Mezco teased some sort of turtle product. Oh boy! Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? 
Is, were they doing like the the little five point articulation ones? That that, that was my that? guess. They didn't people say. Were I, I think some people were hoping for a one twelve, and others were guessing it was going to be something related to the Living Dead doll series or whatever. But if I was betting, I That'd would say it was going to go to that new five five point line because uh, it seems like they're doing a lot of old animated stuff on on that. That would make the most sense from from my perspective yeah there's there's too much in the 112 scale for for the turtles right now five point reaction um how about back to the future animated series line anybody getting those uh, like the toonie the toonie terror thing yeah uh you mean specifically back to the future yeah for the the NECA back to the future they're also doing a cartoon line oh yeah yeah no i i that's a little that's easier for me to uh, to say no on, right? Like that's one that I easily get into as just like uh, you know I'll buy whatever I'm at the store I gotta get something and uh, yeah then fall down that rabbit hole. But that's that one's a little bit easier for me to to say. You know what? I don't I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. I, yeah, that was. And how about the DeLorean that's not in scale? <laughs> I don't need no. pa- pass I on mean, that. I, gonna get one that's in scale either because it's gonna be a, as big as a house <laughs> yeah and then seven hundred dollars yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm just good with the figures myself and not again trying to keep it to like i like i said on on twitter a couple times i am absolutely down for a a pink fringe vest or fringe shirt clint eastwood marty <laughs> yes from part three. yes that i want more than anything and that would complete my my trifecta of marty's and i, I would be good. well i've always wanted a Ma- mary steenburgen doll <laughs> since i was a young boy and so that would be pretty cool i would i would bet that whenever they make a part three that the main one that will be available everywhere will be the like normal cowboy marty but i bet target or walmart will get an exclusive that is the the pink fringe marty yeah that's what i that is what i'm that is what i want <laughs> i don't know why but i just what about Mad Dog Tannen? Well, of course, we'll get every we'll get every variation of Marty, of Doc, and of Biff, and I would bet beyond those three actors, uh, there won't be any, any other figures. Yeah, I'm I'm in that boat. That's that's what I would bet on too. People right now on Twitter have got to, uh, with Randy have got to be like, I want the Elizabeth Shoe version of Jennifer, and I want the other version of Jennifer. I yeah. forgot her name. I want both. Well, and you know Crispin Glover is not going to get anywhere near that with oh, with his history with no, the franchise. Hell no. <laughs> what what if the um, yeah. whoever whoever was like imitating Crispin Glover in part two? What what if he uh, s- says yes and lends his likeness to it? Can they still with do the it? Upside down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> upside down Crispin Glover. <laughs> They could probably do that. Ver- they could probably do the version where he's upside down, but like legally not be allowed to do regular version of uh, George McFly. Well, it's like you know um, when they couldn't. So, get- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, just like they couldn't get Elias Codius uh, likeness for um, the Ninja Turtles, so they just had Casey with a mask. And so, I yeah. mean, they could do the same yeah. thing with George McFly. I think at the end of that, he's wearing sunglasses or something. So they're like, can't see his eyes, so it can't be Crispin Glover. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 sounds like a legal battle to me waiting to happen. Um, things I, I've only gotten a few things. What my acquisitions are, are, are in a whole different universe. Um, so I'm I'm in a lean period, I guess. Throughout this podcast, I've kind of gone up and down, and and how much I bought. And I, I'm kind of I'm gonna just blame the pandemic 
and say I'm in an, uh, a time when I I really can't afford to buy anything anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but lately, I I I think I I completed the the Billie Eilish toy collection for now for now until they undoubtedly do more. Um, so I have that uh, that that vinyl figure from uh, from uh, what was it Jack's Jack Pacific. And now I have the two Playmates one, and it'll never stop amusing me that that Playmates were the one to do these two Billy toys. So I got the the action figurey, uh, smaller one twelve scale Billy with like the the black angel demon wings that are just like way way better than they have any business being. They're like three or four points of articulation per wing. They're like, the wingspan is like 12 inches long for this this little thing. It's really cool. And I've been saying, if you're a customizer who wants some uh, uh, really sick demon wings, uh, check out this, this $20 figure that, that may still be available uh, <laughs> through the Target website, I think. I feel like the pictures do not really sell how intricate the figure is. No, and when you find don't. it, like I saw in store and it's it's a cardboard box and all you can see is the face yeah so you have no idea really figure looks like on any of them because i saw a couple of the different billy eilish ones and they're all the same cardboard box packaging with a little window for the face yeah and that's all you're getting i would imagine that it's it's a really weird thing i would imagine that they're more targeting uh they're more targeting billy eilish fans than they are people that really appreciate the craft of action figure <laughs> you do you think or so? The, do you think that's it? <laughs> that Venn diagram that is just Blake. That is yeah, it's literally the, the people just who me. love action figures and Billie Eilish. Like the I, people who really care about the craft yeah. of, of toys and and super Billie yeah, Eilish fans, exactly. which I guess is just you right I, in the middle of yep. all of that. I feel like I am screaming alone and into the void. Like check out these amazing <laughs> wings. Check out the articulation. Are you guys not seeing this? <laughs> I don't know what that uh, was. She just did. She just really champion it or something, or was somebody on her marketing team like, "You got to make toys." Um, I don't know. It's her record label. I'm sure is is making her do all sort like the, her merchandising is getting. It's past the point of ridiculous, but I'm I'm such a sucker for this crap that I can't help myself sometimes. But uh, yeah, I, I'm. I get the feeling they they, they kind of ju- just pushed it out there. It wasn't entirely her idea. But. I throw anything at the wall. I prefer yeah. the theory that she just walked into somebody's office and was like, "I fucking love toys, and I want a toy." <laughs> I would love that for that to be the case. That's my that's my head cannon for Billie Eilish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're like, uh, who's our most uh, who's our most profitable our only profitable artist right now? What is it, Interscope or whatever? Um, let's go ahead and milk this for all it's worth. We, we, we want, uh, we want toys. We want, uh, 10 new t-shirts a day. Um, but the, I feel like they could have crapped out any old toy though. If they were just going to do that, like they could have just made a deal with Barbie. At, like, you know, like there's those David Bowie Barbies and those, uh, uh you know, random Marvel Barbies. They could have just made a Billie Eilish Barbie, but they actually like, it seems like they take, took the time. Somebody, Somebody at some point in that process obviously cares about toys because they're making yeah. them decent. <laughs> Lucky for me, they are decent as as collectible toys. They uh, they're good in their own right, or else I wouldn't own them and, and spend all this money on them. But yeah, one one of them is like a Barbie. The other one is like a 
I mean, it's Playmate, so it, it's like a an old an old school Ninja Turtles. Not like an old school. It has good articulation in its own right. Which yeah. The, so the box is um, like you said, you, you can only see the face, but when you open it up, the box itself like is a transformer and becomes the <laughs> diorama. So there's these two different dioramas. They're based on two different uh, music videos that the, the figure can kind of sit on. So now they're on my my eyeless shelf up here. But uh, other than that, I, I got the big one. I, I didn't have this last time, did I, Adam? Um, I got the Mondo Iron Giant. And I think that was between last time we talked and now. So I waited. Uh, I think it was a full year for this big boy to come in. But boy, it was worth the wait. This is a new Iron Giant, right? Because they had a previous Iron Giant. It was like their first action figure ever, like the first Mondo figure. And I had that for a while. Oh, my God. And is this this one demonstrably different? I mean, I don't know if you know the the differences or not. But Um, I saw the new one, and I was like, what? You know, they've already done it, so... Is it just better, or you know? Well, that's a good question, and I maybe we can figure it out because uh, they looked very similar. Um, maybe they just decided to start manufacturing it again because it was so popular that people were willing to pay one thousand dollars on eBay for it. And really, uh, man, oh, I got. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't get screwed over on it. Well, I don't know. There was an exclusive one. I did not get the exclusive, even though uh, I tried. I, it was one of those like you got to jump on it when it pops up on you know whatever whenever they have their release. Mondo is one of those companies you can you know go crazy trying to to get stuff from them. Yeah, uh, and yep, and absolutely. I I ended up getting the regular one, and it was their first action figure. And I have a couple of Mondo action figures, or I have had a couple of Mondo action figures, and and there's always they're nice, but there's always kind of something that's like they should probably take a little while and, and refine the toy making yeah. process a little bit. Um, so I imagine that the iron giant, the, the second version is probably maybe one where they iron out some of the kinks of the first version. That's what I was thinking that, that it's the same thing, but maybe they, you know, that they, they upped their action figure game a, a little bit since then, since they've, they've done a few more. I, right. I I have the the Batman the animated series one that they did. I got their exclusive version, and I got the Mondo exclusive version of of Iron Giant. Those those are all I have from Mondo. Uh, but yeah, they, they do have issues that I think come from just the fact that they're not a, a toy manufacturer. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really it's crazy because they're they're jumping right in and they're jumping right in with very high end things. Yes, yes. So, they have all these qualities of high-end toys, but they also have kind of mistakes that you would expect yeah. from from not so high-end toys. So, so it's I have like, their oh, what do you I have? have? Their Skeletor, their oh, their, nice. uh, and and that thing is really cool and detailed, but it's like I can't touch it without it popping yeah. apart in, yeah. in three different places. <laughs> so they're doing like two hundred dollar twelve inch high articulation collectors figures that the uh, you know the arm will snap off at the elbow uh, the first time you touch it. It's that sort of thing. Yes. So I I heated up and bathed this Iron Giant very carefully before I really messed with it much. To try to figure out if it's the same as the... Because I remember um, long before they announced the the second run of it, I was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of the people who got that first one. This is like a grail toy for me. 
I would have loved to have have it, especially seeing like the resale value of it. It's like, oh God, this is the Holy Grail. Um, my exclusive one, it comes with like this magnetic Superman S symbol that you can put on his chest. Right. Yeah, the original the, one. It had that? Yeah. It, it has uh, the little it car like, with Hogarth rebar. It. Yeah. Yeah, it, can, it has Hogarth, little piece of rebar. And is the is the head just like a bulb that you put the actual head on top of? It has a, it's a neck that you, that it comes with like five heads and you stick them okay, on the, yeah, that, the neck. That's much better than, than, than the original. The original, mine I think came with two heads. It came with a, you know, a standard happy head and then kind of a, a demon angry, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, battle mode. Weapon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, but, but like the actual head of the original figure was just kind of a, like a clear, bulb sort of thing on top of the neck and then you oh. fit the the outer head on top of it and that was what made the light up feature happen uh through the eyes okay but the head is just kind of like a clearish bulb that you put the actual head on top of like the i guess what would you consider like the peg of the of the the, the neck was it yeah. was a large bulb that the head would go on top of i remember that like it well, was that was one of the i was kind of like this is a weird thing for a high end figure <laughs> yeah it, it's well, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate. This has no light up feature, so that's one big difference. I mean, it's probably for the best. I feel like those are always a kind of a, a fleeting thing. Yeah. Like that's one of those things. You know, who knows what this is going to look like in, in a couple of years, <laughs> whether right. or not it's going to work. And if you gonna... if you want to light up Iron Giant, they have like a thirty dollar one at Walmart right now. Right. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, I think... Um. Uh, other than that, maybe he's 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 the same guy. But there are like five heads and like. Uh, 10 different hands um uh the, the the cannon arm that you can switch out yeah right yeah it does sound like it sounds like it's it's maybe probably based on the same uh design but it seems like they just made it better put more yeah. accessories in it i mean they which means they, they knew there was demand they knew they could yeah. so you probably lucked out getting the the newer one because it's probably you know more comprehensive and all the things that it has which is yeah, and it's probably a little more refined and, and cleaned up from an action figure standpoint. Yeah, I mean it is really, really well done. It hasn't broken on me yet. I, I of course, I, I'm always extremely careful, but sometimes that doesn't matter. You can, you can right. heat it up and be as careful as possible, and it'll still snap on you if, if it's it's not made correctly. Which I heard horror stories about the the, the He Man stuff. Um, right. even the Batman stuff too. My Batman didn't break either. I was also extremely careful with yeah. that one. Yeah, the He-Man stuff, the the Skeletor I have, it's it's it doesn't break. It's it hasn't broken, but it's like the pieces just don't fit together, right? Like the uh, the waist just is so shallow of a peg that if you move it, it'll just pop out. Like there's no real way to to kind of pose it looking cool because it'll just flop uh, over and kind of fall off. I hate I hate that those pegs that easily easily pop out sometimes i'll right. put, a, put a little something in the hole there to um yeah to fill it like in. a wadded like up paper towel or something yeah it could be almost anything it could be a, a, a bit of super glue or a bit of some kind of putty or something like that yeah but it's just one of those things like when you're like i paid how much for this figure and i'm having to like you know yeah i know to make it do what it's supposed to do is always kind of yeah. a disappointing it, it feels thing. like for b- between between 100 and 200 dollars in that range it's like this figure should come out of the box being like perfect already <laughs> exactly have to do the work 
be like the crusty doll that that talks and and walks around on its own and, <laughs> and it stabs stabs your dad right and you can say that it's a good and evil yeah. <laughs> you really can set this iron giant to good and evil is this the fun yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. You got Full the evil circle. head and the and the gun arm um Adam, you still with us? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't have any Mondo figures, so I can't partake in this conversation as well. Oh. Well, Adam d- doesn't have any Mondo. You're probably better off for that, honestly. They're, I, they're a little... Uh, their action figure game, like we've been talking about, does need some work. I've got a ton of their posters and stuff, because I went down that oh, rabbit yeah. hole for a while. Yeah. We have some of like their like tiki mugs and different stuff uh, like that. Yeah, tiki mugs. I've got like the, you know some enamel pins. I will some yeah. uh, some vinyl records. Yeah, kind of I guess I can are, say these, these vinyl couple. records are the big thing we collect around here. Other than toys, we have a few of those. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much been the same for me, especially during the the whole pandemic. I've just like you know gone down a thing where like oh toys aren't really doing it like the way they used to for me. Yeah. What else? What what's another money sink I can just dump <laughs> endless yeah. funds into and. and records has been has been it for me i got a, yeah. a fancy I, I started out with one of those little suitcase turntables that you get at like you know barnes and noble or whatever mm-hmm. uh crossley and then yeah exactly and then i was kind of like you know this isn't playing records exactly as the way i think it should so then i invested in like a fancier turntable and uh i'm getting these i don't know this is a, a whole tangent but there's this company called moonshake that uh makes these bootleg video game soundtracks that are like super limited and they have Whoa. like cover album jackets that are like parodies of famous albums it's a whole wow and and they're very expensive but they're just fantastic to have and i love them so much so anytime that i see them i'm like wow and that's just consumed a whole bunch of <laughs> I, I would money. like to check that as i was actually gonna ask game about this earlier um because i know blake it seems like you've kind of been buying some some vinyls as well, kind of in your non-toy toy buying time. Yeah, you could say that. And I, I'm not a big vinyl person, but I, I do also have kind of a side collection of, um, like a lot of these, uh, kind of a boutique or collector, uh, Blu-rays. Like, uh, well, Criterion is one, but also Scream Factory, Arrow, uh, Shout Factory, Vinegar Syndrome, like all these different kind of boutique, uh blu-ray companies that put out these rare uh releases of of blu-rays and i've kind of been snatching those up like like crazy as well so even if i can brag about not buying toys i'm still wasting a lot of money yeah it's you know one way or another i think we're we fit into a certain i don't know personality type that just wants to wants to buy and hoard something yes (laughs) one thousand percent correct it doesn't matter. You, you take all the toys away. I'll I'll spend my money on some useless. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's hilarious that I'm like, oh, I'm I'm broke. I'm I'm saving money by not buying toys. Meanwhile, I'm buying a hundred vinyl LPs a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, like I'm some sort of financial genius over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you really dump all your money down the toilet, look up some of these Moonshake releases. I would really are... like to look into that. I love video game music. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I I'm happy with it, but you know it gives me that that fleeting feeling of happiness for five minutes when I get a thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And listen to it but, once. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like the whole pandemic thing, I've, I've started a, a cooking for myself, which is not a thing I used to ever do. You know, I just would eat garbage all the time. And I had kind of a system where I'd throw a record on and, and cook yeah. by myself. We do that. <laughs> which here. is like, yeah, which is like part sad, I think, and part, you know, a coping mechanism or whatever. But, That's but yeah, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, well, hundred percent. But but when I buy these things on eBay, the person selling it is like played once and then stored forever. And I'm like, I'm I'm playing this thing on a shitty uh, <laughs> garbage turntable. That's you know maybe I'm scratching it. I don't know. I'm just like I just want to hear the music, but spend yeah. a lot of money on it. Like I could also throw on YouTube and get the same effect. But it's you know there's right. something about the oh, tactile. Yeah. You know the same thing with toys. I imagine where you just have something kind of. And and Blu-ray, you know, fancy Blu-rays as well. Like you could just stream a movie at them, you know, the same way. But you want that, you know, like a fancy uh, steel book or whatever. Oh with, yeah, uh, all that, all the bells and whistles, right? It's almost like the difference between having a Funko Pop of something that you love, uh, like having a Funko Pop of the Iron Giant, versus having the uh, the two hundred two hundred dollar twelve inch <laughs> Iron Giant from Mondo. Exactly. I, uh, um, you know, I, I said that I didn't own any Mondo and that's technically true, but I was going to say I did buy a Mondo figure one time, uh, their, uh, Ninja Turtle, uh, Raphael figure, the one six scale and all back to, uh, to previous episodes. I feel like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure I, yeah, I probably went into this in detail, but like I specifically bought that because they announced that they were going to do a Casey Jones. And I was so excited to have Casey Jones and Raphael, like the comic style one, six scale, like Mm -hmm. posed together. And then, uh, just like that, uh, gentleman that worked for Walgreens, Casey Jones just disappeared off the face of the earth. One day, they just never mentioned it again, never got released. And so, uh, so then I eventually sold Raphael because what good is one Ninja turtle? (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly can't just have one so i was gonna bring up uh adam and i have been talking about this a little bit um speaking of not having money to collect and also i've i've run out of room to put the things that i collect i mean i'm like what do, what do i keep what do i really care about and what do i sell to try to pay off debt and make ends meet and Marvel Legends, as cool as they are and as much as I've loved them in the past, have come up on the the chopping block, maybe, so to speak. And I've asked myself the question, um, do I do I get rid of do I do I stop with the Marvel Legends altogether? Do I cut my losses? Um, I'm now calling it hashtag ML exit. Do I (laughs) exit? Do I uh, leave Marvel Legends behind? Um, now it's complicated by well, <laughs> a few things. Now it's complicated by Frogman, which makes me want to <laughs> get into the the thing all over again. But uh, I don't know. Do you guys ha- have feeling like should it should it? I it's a ninety percent Batman collection over here. What should I do? I need I need help. Well, I you know I've been slowly getting away from Marvel Legends. When I first got back into collecting, I was buying a shitload of Marvel Legends, and then I narrowed it down to just X-Men and then just 90s X-Men, and now that they're kind of wrapping that up, uh, you know, I've been able to kind of pull back on on that a lot, and hopefully I'll be able to to maintain that. But I'm having a, a similar issue with 
Mythic Legions. I decided to sell off most of that um, and stop collecting it. And then they just recent, just this weekend had a, a new mm. online convention where they announced a bunch of stuff. And I was like, shit, okay, well, maybe I need to get at least a, two of the, like, maybe just limit myself to just two or three of these figures. And that's it. And then, like, some sort of either godsend or curse, they announced that they're going to be doing some sort of sci-fi line called Cosmic Legions, which I think oh, will yeah. allow me to completely drop off Mythic Legions completely, uh, but then go full fully into a new sci-fi uh, action figure series yeah. that's exactly the same thing, so... I'll be I'll be yeah. very much looking forward to seeing what comes of that because I've always said I would love for someone to do something like Mythic Legions, but in a sci-fi type setting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm in agreement kind of with Adam in terms of what to do with Marvel Legends. I think maybe just kind of try to curate it to specific you know eras or or character families or whatever. I think it's really hard to drop a line completely because in my experience, you always end up feeling bad about it and coming back to it. And, and then you end up buying stuff twice and that's never, you know, I'm sure, I mean, I know it's, I'm sure it's not just me. That's just like gotten, you know, sold off a figure and then later ended up looking for it. I've been there. I have been there. Yeah. But I am in the same boat in terms of Marvel legends where, you know, and I try to keep it to, you know, specific, like I have a whole, I had a whole nineties, 90s x-men thing like uh like adam was saying and uh and then i also just try to mainly collect the mcu figures but that's becoming unsustainable because there's so many mcu figures coming out or have come out that it's really taking up entire you know like practically a whole a whole detolf of of uh and it just seems like they keep re-releasing figures in the mcu oh oh yeah they, they'll they'll re-release it and it'll be so you, you want to say like well i already have you know a thor but this thor is is way better and it's just like well damn it now i've got boxes of thors and and so uh, i i think i'm gonna have to to get off the mcu train especially now that it looks like movies are kind of a a, a giant question mark in terms of when that's ever going to be a phenomenon again I, I, uh yeah. so you know like i have black widow figures and when you know is that movie ever even gonna <laughs> come out or so weird so so but yeah i think the the first step is to kind of curate it a little a little more tightly um because i've got i've got x-men stuff and i'm pretty solid on the x-men stuff i have a very specific you know 90s era jim lee x-men that that that's what i want my x-men stuff to be uh but then i've got like you know some spider-man shelf that's just like spider-man stuff (laughs) so i don't uh I kind yeah. of throw, you know, I'll, I'll find a figure that I like and I'll throw it on that shelf and I'll be like, but there's not really, you know, getting a little crowded and there's not really any rhyme or reason to why I would have this and not something else. So, yeah, but yeah, it's my situation yeah. too. There, there's not rhyme or reason to it. My detail shelf situation is is one full shelf of of Black Panther movie figures, <laughs> and uh, the other. Uh, Maybe maybe this is a sign that I should give it up because it's like I don't even know what to. Uh, I've become less connected to to Marvel comics in general. Not that I have anything against them, or I do like them in their movies, but I've I've drifted away drifted away a little bit. 
it's like I have like dozens of versions of of Wolverine and Deadpool, and I've got all them on display, but I'm running out of room even for that. Uh, I've got Captain Marvel movie figures uh, out the yin yang, but there's it's 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 a big jumbled mess right now. Other than the the Black Panther shelf, which which is really yeah really singular in its vision, but. Um, <laughs> I've got the same thing. I've got a really nice black Panther shelf and everything else is a, as a, just a yeah. nightmare mess of figures. Yeah. Same. And then everything else I have is just like Batman shelves pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been putting off for months j- trying to rethink my displays. Cause I'm, I'm not allowing myself to add a fourth detolf because I'm, I'm too poor and in debt to, uh, right. <laughs> to justify that crap. I, I tend to think ETOFs are not are not the ideal way to display action figures. I don't know, like they're you know I have a ton of them and they're super popular in the action figure community. But I think they're the whole square shelf system. Just unless you have them like tiered, like I, I got some of these little like clear plastic step things on that's, Amazon. That's what I do. Yeah, unless you have something like that, and even with that, sometimes it just doesn't, you know. It's it's hard to know where to draw the eye to your display a little bit. I don't know. I think I'm trying to. I, I've been trying to think of like what's a what's a better way. I think d- with Detolfs, it's more you can fit a lot into a little space. Like they're space efficient, but they don't always yeah. look the best. Yeah, I've, is where yeah, it was right. yeah, no. I've wanted a Detolf for a long time. I don't have any displays currently, um, but Detolf is obviously the thing that kind of everyone goes to and. My problem is, though, when I start to think about how I would organize that, I'm like, what would I want on those bottom shelves? Like, nobody, you you know, where you're having to, like, bend down yeah. to look at them. Yeah. The bottom sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, nobody's squatting down to to look at your bottom shelf figures. So it's... And the, the details that I've seen that are the nicest are always the ones that have, like two or three decent sized figures per shelf and they're spaced out really nice. I've seen people with like lights in them and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm just shoving toys in there. And if they all stand up great, if they don't, nobody's coming over anyways. I mean, nobody looks at mine. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. I I rarely have, have parties where I can show off my, my detail. Yeah. And these are all my dolls. So uh... (laughs) my, my housemates, you know, who, who are gracious enough to let me have some details out in the common area. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and what I put in them and, and how nice I can make it for their, uh, you know, yeah. So they don't like, get upset. What's an all, if the detail isn't, isn't the ideal, what is, what is a better alternative for, for people like me who are obsessed with keeping the dust off of their figures? Yeah. The dust is the issue because I've seen people with really nice like shelves, but then I'm like, man, yeah. you have to take that's every toy that, off to dust yeah, it. Yeah, it's a nightmare. That's that's honestly what keeps me because I have mentioned many times, well documented, that I do have a bit of an OCD problem, and that's like the number one thing that keeps me from displaying figures outside of a case is I I could never handle having them collect dust. <laughs> I would I just wouldn't be able to yeah. do it. But. You know what the real nightmare is, Adam? Even even Daytoffs are not are not sealed. Oh yeah, they're not dust proof. It does dust, leave. Dust gets in. Dust does get in. Yeah, it, it it it's a it's a little a little gap between the door and the yeah. and the. But 
it does limit the dust for sure. Yep. But it's it's especially that bottom shelf, man. I don't. <laughs> well, nothing yeah, would go I, on that. I have to shelf. wipe them out a few times a year. <laughs> pet hair and, and I, uh, oh, I could see someone taking out those those bottom couple of shelves and putting in like the Haslab Sentinel or something like that. Like that would look pretty good if it fit oh, on the bottom yeah, bottom yeah. part of a day toff. But um, no, I'll tell you guys what you need to look up is I I assume from the success of the day toff IKEA. Uh, in the last couple years has like developed a whole line around uh, display pieces for collectibles. And they've come out with some pretty interesting stuff. I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like there's a coffee table that is like uh, eight or 12 inches deep or something like that. That is just a, a fully glass case that you can basically set up a fucking war scene in of action figures if you wanted to like there, there's some really interesting things i you know i think you would have to really want to commit to displaying your figures openly but uh but oh, there yeah. might be some some interesting things on that website yeah so, i i have not updated my ikea knowledge since the day off so i would definitely need to, to see what's what if they're I, really digging into that i know they have like the rich man's version of the day off which is like twice the price at least and a little bit nicer looking but it, it it's also not as like clean and, and utilitarian so uh, i i don't know i guess you could go for that but i'll have to look into their to their new things i do know that my wife would rather like swallow acid than allow me to have a toy coffee table in the <laughs> house <laughs> well yeah yeah i have i, I have a, i live with a, a decent amount of dogs um, and if, if, if a toy is not fully enclosed, oh, yeah. it needs to be, it needs to be several, several meters off the ground. <laughs> uh, so, so I don't know how, like they might get into a, a car. Co- I'd have to see how impenetrable this coffee table is before I would commit to something. Yeah. Like that. I've also thought Ooh, that's my nightmare. I've, I've gone to, um, I won't name the name because they're Christian known and I don't want to give them the, uh, the shout out, but I've gone to a local craft store, um, or an, I guess a brand craft store, a franchise brass anyway, craft store. Um, and with my girlfriend a couple times recently, and at one point I was looking over some shelves and they had those, uh, like cubicle or cubed, um, display cases for basketballs. And, you know, those would actually fit some one, uh, like one or two, 112 figures pretty well so if you were doing something minimal yeah uh, like a like a mezco or something like that those would be really great display pieces i think too yeah they, they have some awkwardly shaped things that hold like footballs and actually i found that they're uh, they have these at michael's i'm not afraid to say the name of michael's um <laughs> uh baseball bat display cases some of them even light up they are awesome for holding toys. I, I own several, but they have to be like short. Um, if I had a bunch of Funko Pops, they'd be ideal. Well, they have to be loose, but th- things around that size. Yeah, that's why yeah. the the football cases look like they might be just a hair short for a, a 112 scale um, or yeah. like would be right at the top. Like it'd be scraping the top of their heads. But the, the basketball cases, while they're not as wide, I, I think would fit fit a couple figures pretty cleanly. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking of Marvel legends, should, can we mention this, that spider verse wave you, you showed me real quick with, uh, with Frogman, And then also, um, 
some characters from the uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. What's it called? Into the Spider-Verse movie? It was a great movie. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. So Target had... Uh, there was a short time when I was like, I'm going to get Spider-Ham and all, all all the characters that were in that movie because I really enjoyed the movie. I was like, I'll make my own little Into the Spider-Verse display. Uh, of course, the characters look nothing like their movie versions. Um, even that two-pack that Target released and no one could ever find, uh, now it's completely obsolete. It, it didn't look like the characters at all. They just reused the molds. Now they're actually doing uh, molds, what is it, two years later <laughs> that that uh, that do uh, match the look of the characters in that movie and it looks pretty cool but this this wave is a bit weird though so it's like the wave is spider-verse and um well it's the stilt man wave right but like like marvel legends normally does that you know they throw in a few nobodies in there um frogman now there is the hand ninja so this is the thing. Uh, Hand Ninja, I can, I assume, is going to be an extremely, extremely popular army building figure. In fact, um, the idea has been so popular for so long that people have made generic ninjas uh, for a long time, like uh, uh, smaller companies, and that people have just been using for generic hand hand ninja army builders. Um, the thing about this is every time you buy a hand ninja uh, figure, you get more stilts to add to your stilt man build a figure. Stilt man, the most popular character in the Marvel <laughs> universe, right? Yeah, I think so. It's like your your reward for army building the hand is your stilt man becomes taller. I don't know. There's just something hilarious to me about uh, an extremely popular concept: army building the hand and something that no one ever asked for a taller stilt man. See, I'm going to, I'm going to actually disagree with you there because I think the stilt man thing is specifically fan driven. Like, I don't think that's something they would have done. Really? They're not. Yeah. I, I have seen people for a while, not a lot of people. I, let me say when I say people, I'm talking about one or two people, but I have seen people, <laughs> two people for a long Twitter. time that have said Hasbro needs to make a Marvel legends wave where you can keep adding stilts to stilt man. And finally they released one where you can do it. And I think that's what will make the hand ninja honestly. So difficult to find is I think you'll have part of the people that are wanting it to army build ninjas. And then the other part that are like, I want my stilt man to be 36 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I just, I had literally never heard of this character. So maybe that's why it's so weird to me. I'd also never heard of Frogman. I I had also never heard of Frogman, and I was afraid to say it because I thought it was yeah. something that everybody knew but me. So mm-hmm. if anybody knows what Frogman is, besides like a funny looking dude, I would. Who's Frogman, Adam? I I Wikipedia. I I don't know enough about it. I Wikipedia it when they uh, uh, when they announced it, and yeah, it was some like very obscure thing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was yeah. just basically a guy whose dad invented a frog suit and. He <laughs> stole it and became a superhero. But I did see, you know, remember yeah. how a few waves ago they had that white rabbit figure that also not many people were familiar with. That was like a, a Playboy bunny yeah. looking type figure. Yeah. Um, I saw a cover 
with her and Spider-Man and Frogman on it. So I'm I'm guessing there's a very specific era where people are like, White Rabbit, Frogman, hell yes, finally. That they're together at last. Yeah. <laughs> now I can recreate this iconic cover from 1976. <laughs> yeah. Is White Rabbit really that old? I thought she was a, a new thing. I don't I don't know. I don't read comics anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I do, yeah. but not like Honestly, if if it's a Spider-Man know. villain that was not featured in the 90s animated series, then I am not familiar with him. <laughs> Yeah, if it's not like a Batman comic, I have trouble with it. Uh, that's mostly what I know. There was a time when I was reading some Marvel, but not nearly as as much as SDC. I'm sure. I'm sure Frogman is equivalent to Condiment Man or whatever that Batman villain is. That Cond- Condiment King, get it right. <laughs> I oh, I want a Condiment King figure so badly now. I feel like it'll be a while before uh, before McFarlane gets the comment. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they, they're getting kind of weird with some of these. I'll see a McFarlane figure, and it'll just say like Batman. Yeah, and it'll look like no Batman I've ever seen before. And I'm like, you can't give me a little hint as to what kind it's, of a Batman this is. They I they know. don't they don't differentiate on the package. It just says like Wonder Woman and like it's not a Wonder Woman I understand at all. <laughs> it's uh, like a Doomsday one. Like it looks like Doomsday and it was like this is a Batman. And I was just like what? I <laughs> can't believe that the the I forget Adam knows its name, but it looks like Doomsday. I can't believe it just said Batman on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those dark knights which are great figures by the way. I I really I'm not going to buy them cuz I have to stop myself somewhere, but those are really really great figures and I'm glad they they got made, but yeah, I feel like anybody that didn't read that very specific title is just not going to have any idea yeah. what, what those are. Like packaging design team just get a little more, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't have such a strict character limit where all you can put is Batman on the page. Yeah, I mean, even even Mattel, for for all of its faults, uh, did a, had a few more descriptors on their packages. I feel like, man, Blake, that's something we need at to least get a little bio. That's something we need to get back to at some point. Is what? reading those those card back bios and trying yes. to guess who it is because some of them are just yeah, we're so vague or either just so obvious that. Because they're always like one sentence long, and it's you know, especially for obscure yeah. characters like Frogman, I don't know that that's going to do much for people. So the McFarlands come with um, like trading cards, and I, I'm looking at them right now to because they have little write ups, and I they're detailed enough that I I don't think they would make the game fun. That they're not vague like Mattel was on the on the backs of of the boxes. But do, do the McFarlane ones even even say anything on the back of the box? I don't know. I don't know that they do. They I say. haven't. I, I have managed to not. Mm-hmm. I've been tempted, but not buy any of those. So I'm not. I don't know what's McFar- on the box. McFarlane is I, a line that I do want to continue to get. One of the few things that I'm still interested in getting, because I, I uh, at least the Batman family of figures, which is 95 percent of what they do, just because the they're so damn well done for twenty dollars they're, they're all just called batman yeah <laughs> exactly 
Yet, the Batman who laughs. Since I haven't been going to the store as much, it seems like I've never, I never even see enough of them to be tempted. Anytime I go in, I see like one Batman hanging on the the shelf, and that's it. I never see the waves right when they yep. they've been released or anything. Yeah, and it's always Batman uh, Detective Comics number one thousand version. He's such a peg warmer. Uh, I was lucky enough to find one one Azrael sitting there. Maybe a- Adam tipped me off to that one. I can't remember, but he is so detailed and badass. If I was gonna get one, that was the one that tempted yeah. me the most. With so. his flaming sword, man. So, to kind of go out on, uh, well, not to go out on, but before we, uh, before we go out, I wanted to, uh, as we said, Shane works within the toy industry, and I always wanted to know kind of what it would be like to work in that industry, and always had idle thoughts like, should I, should I seek uh, a, car- a career in that field? Um, is a is a career. In the toy industry, right for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm like, I, I, I love toys, and it makes me think of of things like. So I currently um, work in a library, and uh, librarians will 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 joke about things that people say like, um, "I love books." Um, you must have the greatest job in the world, sitting around reading books all day. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, no, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's. Uh, while I do like the job, that is not what the job is. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if it's like that for you in the toy industry. Is right. I guess what I'm asking is is it like working in Willy Wonka's factory? <laughs> or are you are you basically like are you basically like Tom Hanks and Big, where you just have an office <laughs> yes. where you just play with toys all day? Well, I, I will answer that, but I also just want to touch on how ridiculous the idea of a librarian's job being reading all the books yeah. is. It's, a, it's <laughs> you insane. Just have to know. You just have to know what's in all the books. So get reading. Um, yeah. So what it is a little bit like, like currently I'm, uh, I'm working remotely. Uh, and that was, that began because of the pandemic, but um, for various reasons, it might be a more uh, long-term thing with, Without getting too into the reasons behind it, but but I'm working from my my home presently. But when when I was at the office, I had uh, you know just my desk was covered in toys. I had toys on the on the windowsill and everywhere, and I was kind of an outlier in that respect. Right. Um, a, a lot of like you know it's a toy company, so most people's desks had toys on them. But I always you know I, I it was it was verging on slash definitely well into the range of like boss coming in saying, Hey, maybe, uh, have a little less toys. Oh, come on. It's, <laughs> man, it's a toy company, man. Lighten up. And it was, it was, it was always very gentle. It was never like, you know, you can't have, but it was like, you know, and, and they were like, where, and people, people would come into my office and be like, where do you put papers? And I'm like, it's, it's 2000, whatever. <laughs> Who's got papers. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a, we're a, tr- a tree saving company here. Uh, so th- there is, there, there's definitely an element of, look, if I have like, for me, my ideal job would p- 
probably be not having to work at all. But <laughs> considering yes. that, yes. that I, I do really love toys, I would say having a job in toys is probably the most I would the most job like job that I would want to have. Um, so, I mean, it's there's a lot of bureaucratic stuff that that is not particularly fun. Um, you know, I got to do a lot of uh, safety testing uh, things and coordinating uh, all that stuff and, and a lot of legal things and, and mm. stuff like that. That's just not particularly enjoyable for the job, but. There's an element of it where sometimes it's just like I just have to to look up, uh, you know, what kind of toys we're gonna make and and sort of build a case that I can present to our executives of like why I think we should make this toy and that's fun, um, and that's probably one of the reasons why I still have a job because I, I enjoy that and I'm somewhat good at it, so I can actually you know dig into that and not do it in a in a half-assed way because I actually enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, and, and I, I've kind of cultivated a niche for myself and the company, I think, where if somebody has a, a question about the, the, you know, some customers asking them some obscure question or something that, that I'm the guy that they reach out to to say like, hey, do you know what toy we made in, uh, I don't know, 1990, this guy is asking about, and I'm usually the person who, if I don't have that information, knows how to find it pretty easily. So I was kind of the guy who was like i mean still am but but it's you know it's not an office atmosphere as much anymore but in the company i'm sort of the the, the guy who was a fan before he started working there and, and that kind of thing so yeah so yeah there's an element of of you know it's not quite a willy wonka's factory but it is a <laughs> it is it is a fun you know as far as jobs go it is a fun job to have i can really not complain to any real degree I'm still working there, and the, like, the fact that I'm allowed to do this every working day is is pretty great. Um, but on the flip side, it is a job, and jobs are jobs. So. Yeah. So you're not. It's 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 better than I and than I thought. But you're not um, playing with toys all day, and then going to the CEO and being like, "Well, playing with this building uh, just isn't fun." Uh. <laughs> It's a robot that becomes a building? <laughs> Not so much. I mean, our 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 toys aren't aren't that complex. Like, I wonder sometimes what like like the the Marvel Legends team at Hasbro has to do all day. Like, are they just reading comics and stuff? And I I forget. I don't know if it was one of the one of the Hasbro team. I think tweeted something like about the kind of questions that they ask when you want to be on the Marvel legends team. And then they're like, what's the, uh, original lineup of the sinister six or, you know, like some obscure comics related question to even oh, get yeah. in the door of the team. And, and like, it seems if, like you shouldn't have if, to know those things necessarily. Like what really should matter is you, you be good at designing toys right. and be good with artwork. Right. And I don't know if it's the concepts, you know, the, the, conceptual design team that has to deal with that or you know like i don't know what their various branches are like i i am in, in my company i am in product development and that's a pretty open-ended thing of, of just you know i have to sort of work with the uh with our executive team on coming up with the toy ideas but i also have to sort of facilitate that those toys getting made which means coordinating with 
our our artists and our, our factories and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I am somewhat involved in, uh, in in like not so much the creation, but we, we're doing some stuff, and I'm 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 able to flex my art muscles because that's where my background is, and I can actually like do some repaints of stuff. And and oh. it it kind of came out. It was sort of a a random thing where I was just like, oh, you know, I, I, I can paint things if we need to have things painted. We don't have to go out and, you know, hire an artist. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's, if, if it was all about playing with toys, I would probably be one of the only people playing with the toy. <laughs> like, well, that's a shame. The place. So I'd also be like, you know, all right, this is cool. How can I sell this to our, our customer? And I would be like, look at the detail in this and, and you know, right. like pointing thing that is like that nobody else understands that is why this is the best version of whatever it is on the market yeah but it's i i do feel sometimes like i'm sort of alone in that at our company not that not that i again i mean nobody i'm not saying who the company is so it's not like i'm trashing anybody but not that people are not passionate at my job they are but but as far as you know really being into toys i'm not the only one but i'm one of the more more you know into that aspect of it and i think that's a good way to be because if you're not passionate about the subject it's, matter of your job i mean what are you not like that robin williams movie where he's you know <laughs> i don't know how, <laughs> have we ever talked have we ever talked about this blake loves that movie <laughs> i don't know if we if that's ever been if blake's ever been outed in that regard but blake loves the movie toys oh um here's my real quick take on toys <laughs> The production design is fucking incredible. You can't deny it. As a movie, maybe it's not so great. <laughs> I would I say it's I don't the, know if it won an Oscar. It's not. I would say just being working in a toy company is not like that exactly. But there's probably <laughs> some elements of it that are. You know, that you so could. people people aren't dancing and singing on the factory floor. Is that what you're telling uh, me? I mean, I'm not. I'm not present at the factories to, to yeah. report. But I would probably say it's not terribly. Is is likely. there is there a militarized LL Cool J running security there or? <laughs> um, yes, there is not. Yeah, I was trying to say like, it's probably somewhere between the militarized LL Cool J and the the zany Robin Williams. <laughs> like, there's probably yeah. a mil- that it's that's where it's. Uh, I do. I'm imagining you with a clipboard walking uh walking across a balcony looking down upon the factory workers while in the background plays dun 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 <laughs> I uh I do have a serious question though uh and you can answer this or not answer it as you're comfortable but do you are do you feel like you are aspiring to maybe a a bigger company at some point or are you pretty pretty content with uh your the current career trajectory That's it's a question I thought about um, I am, I like, again, as I mentioned, uh, my, my, my ideal work would be not working, but like if <laughs> I am, but, but obviously at my job, I'm going to, to work, but <laughs> if you're listening, um, if, <laughs> but, but like if I'm working at this job and I am compensated well enough to, to continue to fund my zany purchases and, uh, you know, live the kind of lifestyle I'm accustomed to and, and have most of my needs more or less met. I am not an ambitious enough person, I think, to think like, well, if I, uh, you know, could get a job at 
Hasbro. I could, you know, but at the same time, I've definitely, it's, it's been like, I, I, I more think of like, what would I have to do? Like, does what I do actually even translate to something of what like Hasbro does? Uh, and that's, that's just a more of a question I ask myself than actually thinking of like, what I want to work there. I just kind of ask myself, like, do I even have the same kind of skill set? Like, cause it's not the same type of toys really, but I wonder how much of it is just more or less lateral translation of, of how you deal with different uh, entities and whatever. So I, I thought more about it from a logistical standpoint of, do I even have the skill set to do that? But yeah, I'm kind of a person who I'm, I like where I'm at. I'm not always, uh, you know, itching to jump to the next thing. I, I stay where I'm comfortable for as long as I'm out. To. And bigger, bigger, fancier toy company does not necessarily mean more job satisfaction, you know? Right. I mean, I assume they're probably because because I mean, you you watch these uh, live pod or these live casts from from Hasbro and stuff, and they all look like they're having. A, but I don't know what kind of hoops they have to jump through. To, and obviously, and this is something that we've uh, kind of that you guys have kind of touched on before. But there's clearly some kind of unspoken uh, rule going on at Hasbro about realistic toy guns. Yeah, uh, that's you know just as an example of of you don't know what kind of things that they have to deal with uh, that, that make it more of a, a drony kind of office place to work. Who knows? Um, right. But mine is, you know, one of the things that my higher ups say is, you know, it's a toy company. It should be a fun place to work. So, and it's maybe that's something that translates to other toy companies. I don't know, but yeah, I imagine there's a lot more uh, kind of just, just things that, that you have to, when you're something like Hasbro where you're dealing with, you know, millions of units of things there's probably a lot more uh more bureaucratic yeah. yeah i was i was gonna well, say I, that, I think i think that's a that's a good attitude to have yeah i agree i i think the same thing i think first of all that yeah i agree that there's that hasbro is probably a lot more rigid in how they do things or there may not be a lot of flexibility it kind of goes back to the marvel movies all being because i didn't want to say like red tape because like i you know there's red tape and everything and i didn't want to create an idea like there's not like i don't have to to you know make adjustments to make sure that obviously there's like i said there's safety things there's all kinds of things but yeah there's i I'm, i would say exactly what you said but some a place like hasbro mattel there's probably a a more rigid structure and you probably have to cross paths with people that maybe don't really care so much about toys they care about you know the some bottom kind of, line yeah exactly the bottom line you know numbers in a ledger is what they're they're yeah. looking at that's that's that would probably be less of a Again, I'm just creating a total made-up atmosphere of what it's like <laughs> sure. to work in Hasbro. I assume that it, the the more popular and, and the more well-known your toy company is, the the more you have to deal with people who who tell you what you can and can't do. Or just the the more units you're moving, uh, yeah, is going to make a world of difference. Yeah. I think. Like, and I just like like I just got that uh that Deadpool uh the movie Deadpool uh, from Hasbro. Pulse that actually, you know, a Hasbro Pulse thing finally shipped, uh, and <laughs> it it's a really nice figure. But it's very clear at some point some designer designed this thing to have holsters with Desert Eagles that you could remove from them. And uh-huh. at some point during on the on the during the process, uh, somebody said we can't do that, and they came up with a really quick solution, which was just glue these guns in the holsters and give him some laser pistols at the last minute and 
that's one of those things that, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the genesis of that rule is. I mean, clearly it's not super hard, but like, like the Punisher on the motorcycle had some, some real guns, real looking guns. Yeah. I know that Snake Eyes, uh, the Hasbro Pulse exclusive Snake Eyes had some had an Uzi, um, but there's clearly like you know some some suit at Hasbro. <laughs> there's a policy there where they, at any time they can, they avoid giving their toys realistic looking guns, even yeah, though it's a scale it, toy. It feels like they sometimes they follow that rule if there is a rule, and sometimes they don't. I, I, I um, think it really comes down to who they believe is going to be the primary consumer of a particular character. So you know, kids are going to be a, like Deadpool, though. <laughs> yeah, like Deadpool is you know it's R-rated movies. They're you know that I would I'm I'm kind of I think Blake's onto something here where like obviously kids shouldn't be buying the Punisher, but I mean they probably are, but also like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Deadpool, I would think, would be at least in the same league as Punisher, where, uh, you know, if you got an R-rated movie or an adult-oriented show or comic book, that if Punisher can have it, then why can't a movie have it? Yeah, they're not consistent is the weird thing. It's it's not weird to me that... From a kid's perspective, Deadpool kind of looks like Spider-Man, and Punisher (laughs) kind of looks like their stepdad. So there's going to be... (laughs) you know, more appeal one direction. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. You're, you're onto something there. And maybe that's, that could also be, um, you know, I don't know again where it came from or where it originated, but it could be like, they could have one, one major customer that says, we don't want to have this, you know? And, and if they're going to sell this toy to that specific customer, then it can't have it. You know, if that customer has enough pull, yeah. it has, it, it could, it could be any number of things, but again, the bigger your company is, the more you probably have to encounter that kind of thing. We, we may to never bring- know the inner inner workings of the gun rules. The, yeah. the exact same situation happened with the, the Red Hood that Mattel put out right before they lost the DC license. Uh, guns that uh, I believe were going to be uh, removable at one point are, are now forever, uh, forever of one piece with his holsters. Yeah. As a point of contention, there. You know what? You know what? Phone call I would have loved to have been on at Hasbro is when those uh, Kenner throwback Ghostbusters were going on sale, and somebody had to call them and say, uh, "This package isn't supposed to say who you're going to call on it." <laughs> somebody said, "Huh? You didn't exactly clear uh, this." this phrase yeah and then they had to uh rush i guess a uh, new packaging uh, to production to erase that phrase from it I've, i'm sure that was a lot of uh, a fun week at hasbro you never want to get that what is the is the deal it is it like a ray parker jr copyrighted song thing i or think what's it, the i deal? think it just has a, a fully separate trademark than the rest of the the yeah. property so i i think they could have got approval. I mean, this is my assumption, so don't take this as gospel, but I think they, they likely could have right. got approval. They just didn't seek the full <laughs> yeah. approval that yeah. they needed for it. Yeah, I think it was probably there was an extra person that had to sign off on something still within the realm of Ghostbusters, but they just didn't think that they needed to and didn't. it wasn't. It, it's, it's a muddy arena to, to navigate all the legal ins and outs of stuff, trademark and stuff, because that is something that... I do have to deal with occasionally. And, and I would say it's probably somebody who just assumed that the Ghostbusters thing was just a one, one big lump. Uh, yeah. Copyright. And, and it's never that simple anymore. Is it? 
yeah, it's 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 very uh, it can get very convoluted. So yeah, but that's never an email or a phone call you want to get where somebody's like, because hey. <laughs> uh. to get a production without something without a red flag being raised at any point is very yeah, that's wild that they made it that far. Something that yeah. Oh well, I so got I got a full gonna... set with the phrase on there, so I'm happy. Oh, so oh, are man. those like truly? Are they valuable probably. now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even looked up to see it, if those are are going for much much higher than because the, the other ones are just as hard to find at this point. But well, maybe not just as hard to find, but they're not mm-hmm. not exactly like warming pegs either. So, well, you you got in there. We're not gonna gonna dox uh, Shane by saying which company it is, but um, you know it's not NECA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just crossed the line. I mean, it's it's a different. Again, I don't want to dox myself either, but it's a different. Uh, it's not it's not an action figure company. It's it's a toy. Interesting, interesting. So it's Barbie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I probably some sleuth could probably figure it out. This is this we, is where I get into trouble because I've in the time we've been talking, I've thought of like thirty different hilarious jokes about where you probably work, but I'm so scared that I'm gonna get one get one yeah, right. So you'll never. I don't think you'll ever get it. We'll we'll tell you later. Okay, maybe send me a send me a DM and we'll yeah, we'll t- yeah he'll tell you on Twitter. Um, so, uh, maybe I should segue into, into a final kind of anecdote. Uh, is, is, is the company you work for the type to do, uh, retailer exclusives? They might be, I don't know. Um, that's an interesting thing because I've actually kind of looked into that at various points. And I think with our, we're, we're probably a little too small to do something like that is the ultimate answer. Because that in that tends to involve. I mean, it's not necessarily too small. Where I think we're either we're either not small enough, or we're not <laughs> like like if you're a really small company, you can you can do you know oh, small yeah. back and then charge more for the items. But but it's really um, not something we've explored too much, just because it's it's it involves you know a different uh, quantity of items from the factory and stuff like that. So it's it's. It's a tough thing to sort out, but I will say that I used to kind of, I mean, not necessarily retailer exclusive, but we used to try to look into exclusives, but with how nightmarish it's been for everybody during the whole era of retail exclusives during a pandemic, uh-huh. I would not want to necessarily travel down that road anytime because oh. it's been a nightmare for everyone to like, you don't want to go anywhere, but you can only get these things, you know, at one place at one time or, you know, have to brave the yeah. disease-ridden wastelands. <laughs> and really yeah. not fun for anybody. No. And speaking of the nightmare, should should we talk about the... So the dumpster fire figure, which is um, a, a, in itself a, a, a symbol of the nightmarish year 2020, yeah. um, it, it itself became entangled in that... <laughs> I guess yeah. appropriately in that nightmare of, yeah. of retail exclusive toy seeking. So yeah, it's kind of a. I, I think twenty twenty sort of a perfect storm for this dumpster fire figure. So if you, if, <laughs> yeah. if people don't know about the dumpster fire figure, it's a little vinyl figure, a cutesy like a, a, there's an artist. Uh, his name is he goes by the 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 handle one hundred percent soft, and he is known for these very cutesy. Uh, 
simplistic, minimalist, cutesy versions of, of characters. Like he'll do a poster for a, a movie. Chibi. And, Is it Chibi? I guess. I mean, Chibi to me has kind of an anime connotation, but it's it, yeah. you could say that. they're more like they're real simplistic. Just not stick figure, but a little bit chibi, a little bit, you know, simplified. Kawhi. Maybe I was thinking of yeah, Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi is, is the better term. But yeah, so he he's known for posters and, and pins and stuff like that. And then uh, for San Diego Comic-Con last year, he created this figure, a vinyl figurine of a, a, a dumpster on fire with a little face, mm-hmm. uh, a little smiley face on it. And uh, I don't think he anticipated the demand for this thing. Um what was, company is manufacturing this, or is this just a one-man operation? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I don't know what he's using, but let me see. I, I think I have a box of it, so I don't know. There's, But it's not a, a branded figure. It's his, oh. it's his thing. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, you know, copyright 100% soft, all rights reserved, LLC. Um, so he, he started... He released them at, at San Diego Comic-Con last year when, when Comic-Cons were still a thing. Um, and yeah. I was actually attending that for, for work, and which was, again, going back to the experience of, of my job, one of the greatest things that I've ever gotten to do was, was go to, to San Diego Comic-Con. I yeah, may, awesome. may never get to do it again, but at least I got to do it once before the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but he was there, and I don't think that he anticipated the demand that this was going to create. Like, anytime I walked by that guy's booth, there were people just like, how are you out of dumpster fires? Like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe like, this is bullshit, man. And like, he was just a guy in a small booth and he had a couple of uh, people helping him out. And I, I really was kind of, I felt for the guy. Um, yeah. And after Comic-Con, he was like, he put, he posted on, on Twitter and things and was like, you know, I, I see how much people want these dumpster fires and I'm going to get them out to you guys. You know, don't worry, just stay tuned. And eventually did release the the dumpster fire. There was a, a, a San Diego Comic Con exclusive that that is still pretty expensive to this day that that he did not re-release because it was just you know the exclusive. Um, but but he did release the main dumpster fires, and I ended up with like two or three of them just because I ordered them from different websites and forgot about them, and then they all came. Mm-hmm. Out. Yeah, <laughs> I that think does a, happen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so but then he uh then he started and it still is making different versions and it's you know it's a very simplistic clean design that you can customize you know you can make infinite color ways of this thing so he's starting to make different versions of it that are retailer exclusives and uh, are different in different ways like he did one with a little elastic uh covid mask that you can put on it i love that one the look yeah just the way the mask you can take it on and off yeah there was a there was a glow in the dark flame one that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a there was a translucent like green slime one. Yeah, I like that. And and they're still coming. And uh, the the issue though is that sometimes there'll be timed editions where anybody can order it. Sometimes there'll be limited quantities, and then sometimes they'll be on a website that that knows what they're doing, and sometimes they'll be on a website that that just has no no idea what they're getting into when they agree to be a retail. Yep. Um, and the most recent one that I tried to get was a rainbow colored one. And it was some, some retailer that I don't even know what the name is. It was not a site that I'd heard of. Um, so I'm not even going to drag them. Through so the are, because- are these all like obscure little sites that are getting these exclusives? Well, 
Well, no, because like Entertainment Earth has had a couple of them. Oh, okay. Earth, a, you know, well-known yeah. thing. But like this one was just some some quirky retailer that I don't know. You know, like an indie retailer, and they it was going to be a limited one, and uh, like. I was on the site trying to reload it, and you could already tell, like, when the time of release was was getting near, site was getting slow, and uh, <laughs> like everybody knows and dreads that feeling. And then when it went up, it was just like, like I was kind of monitoring this guy's Instagram post about it, and it was just everybody was like, "What the hell?" And like, couldn't. It was like you. It was the. Like, I've dealt with a lot of crappy trying to get. <laughs> trying to buy things at a specific time when, when a site's over and we all have, because that's the nature of the toy buying yeah. community. But this was the worst experience I've ever had. It's oh, Cause God. like the site was really slow. You could get it in your cart. When you get it in your cart, then you had to calculate shipping and that was its own spinning wheel that wouldn't resolve itself. And then when you did, there was some, uh, issue where they, the site finally came out and said that because they had tried to, limit quantities to one with their payment processing partner that created an issue where it would say that you had bought one but you hadn't when it hadn't been processed and then when you tried to buy one you couldn't because it would say you already bought one and that was where i found myself and i was like going through this whole process of waiting 15 minutes for the site to get to the next screen and then by the time it did it was like nope you've already bought it but it didn't give me a confirmation email and people were like oh you gotta make a new email so it's like i'm going to like hotmail.com or something to try to make a one-off email to try to buy this <laughs> the worst two hour i mean i can't say the worst i mean there's you know <laughs> a lot of people going through a lot of things right now so but sure. in terms of a in terms of a toy buying experience online it was probably one of the worst in recent memory that i can recall and there's been no shortage of those um, and I ended up not getting it. And I think I just got it on, I ordered one on eBay, like, for, you know, I don't know, whatever markup the eBay, it wasn't obscenely marked up on eBay afterwards, but it was really the cherry on top of the retailer exclusive nightmare that I think all toy collectors are dealing with right now in terms of yeah. what a bad time to, to marry things to a retailing partner when, you know, oh, yeah. you've either got way too many people trying to order online or people going to stores that they really shouldn't be going to in mass right now uh and it just struck out as like the perfect again and it's a dumpster fire so it's it's not only the yeah it's like poetic yeah justice but like the sad version unofficial symbol of 2020 and it's Uh a dumpster fire of an experience to try to get it anyway and it's a sad irony i can't fault the guy like i don't want to you know shit talk the the artist because no 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 clearly made a thing that people like and he's tried to get as many as he can in the hands of people like i think you pointed out that they the original one came back up recently yeah i saw it yeah so he so like all credit to the guy he's trying to like and and during this whole crisis when he was getting flooded with instagram comments he was like trying to help people through the process as much as he could so i think he was kind of getting overwhelmed with the whole thing but just the whole idea of retail exclusives right now is some, and again, an utterly first world problem if ever there was one, but, <laughs> but you know, sure. bane of everyone in the toy community's experience right now with trying to be a toy collector is how are you going to get the thing that, and, and even the people who work for the companies are in it like that. Like we, you know, with the GI Joe ones where the guys were like, 
oh man, I'm revealing this awesome uh, Firefly and, and, and Cobra Viper, and uh, it'll be for sale uh, at uh, Target. Goodbye. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like they knew, like nobody wanted to deal with this, and yeah. it's really just become, I think, as far as toy collecting goes, it'll be a, a dark, a, a blight on the the community for some time. I think we'll look back on this without, you know, fondness. We'll think what what on earth were we thinking? Was this worth it? Yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll have maybe the 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 hindsight at that point to be like, you know, of course this wasn't worth it. What the hell were yeah. we doing yeah, in yeah. our lives? Like like yeah, people's people's lives are literally at stake, and everybody's you know, <laughs> yeah. I give me that dumpster fire. Like, but hey, yeah. I yeah, so, I understand like, needing that piece of plastic. I when you need it, you fucking need it. And uh, yeah, you know. but but this was like that was after this whole the dumpster fire experience. I was like, you know what? I probably don't need any more dumpster fires. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm probably good on dumpster fires. But, but it was I mean, just they yeah, release a was, new, they release a new variant, and I I know that feel when you just yeah. just need it. It's a new color, and the wife says. How many dumpster fires do you already have? And you say, but it's a new color. It's <laughs> a new hat, really. It's, it's it has a new hat, literally, yeah, maybe. Hat. But yeah, um, that was just yeah. the most re, uh, you know, that really encapsulated, I think, what everybody's experiencing right now as toy collectors. Well, straight. I think people should should hit us up with their own dumpster fire stories and let us know uh, how many variants of the dumpster fire uh, <laughs> they were able to get their hands on. And I, another thing I'd also like to know, is there a single other toy collector out there who has completed their Billie Eilish collection? <laughs> or do I stand alone? I don't know. Are you are you not alone in the Venn diagram crossover? Exactly. Who I I may be. I I I don't know. That's it, it's pretty cool if you are, because then it's like these toys are literally made just for you. But like, like yeah. yeah, some like made for me and whoever is the designer. The first one uh, made by uh, the Japanese designer of of, of the uh, the vinyl Billy figure. Um, Obviously, is 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 really into uh, cool design stuff and 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 knows what he's doing, and it's a it's a really cool collectible item. These ones, these more recent Playmates ones, are maybe a little more cynical, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I have them all now, and that's what's important. <laughs> Adam, do you have any any final unanswerable questions for our audience to go out on? Uh. No, no questions. I, I will say. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I have, I have another one. It's uh, yes or no on hashtag ML exit. Oh, I, I think absolutely yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't. You, it's kind of. Uh, you didn't have to answer it right there. Wait, 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 wait. Like Were you asking me if you should exit or if I just approved of the hashtag? I'm asking because I was, I was just approving I'm, the hashtag. Oh, okay. You approved the hashtag. I'm asking the whole listening audience. Yay or nay, ML exit. Like, I want to. I want to call it Mlexit. Yeah, Mlexit's Mle- better. <laughs> but I think you have to pronounce it Mlexit. Yeah, then it's it's less clear what it is, and it sounds like nonsense. But I I, I understand. Yeah. Then you right. then you start getting into like weird Superman villain names that sound very very similar. <laughs> if you say if you if you get Mlexit to say his name backwards, he disappears. <laughs> Um, okay. Anything else we want to, we want to get out there before we 
we plug all our various projects and I I will say, say I will say this cuz I feel like we kind of approached these subjects uh briefly and uh I didn't take the opportunity then but we talked some about uh NECA's turtles and how uh, difficult it is to collect some of these things and retail exclusives and I have not properly acknowledged that our guest Shane was actually solely responsible uh, for getting a, a hard-to-find ah. two-pack in my hands. So I wanted to take uh, yes. the opportunity to thank you once again, uh, Shane, for uh, selling me the uh, the Casey. Um, who did he come with? Casey and uh... foot soldier. Yeah, yeah, like foot, to... yeah. The bashed-up foot soldier. That's why I was so forgettable. But yeah, that that Target exclusive uh, Toon Turtle two-pack. I appreciate that very much. Now that's collectors helping collectors. That's yeah. what we like to see. Absolutely. And I, you, you're very welcome. And I, I try to, you know, there is a whole movement going on like the, that you just mentioned. And, and I think you guys have touched on it before. And it's, it's obviously overall a positive movement. But there's, you know, sometimes you'll see people like, I bought up this entire store supply of, of turtles. Who needs them? And it's like, that's a <laughs> But, but I do like to, if I, yeah, and, and the way that I've seen people approach it, which I think is the right way to do it, is they're at a store and they're, they find something and they're like, I'll be here five minutes. Does anybody need this? Yeah, and if exactly. Somebody, if somebody says, if nobody says anything, then they leave it and they don't, you know, some other person can buy it. But uh, it, there, there's definitely a lot of, of that uh, hashtag collectors, helping collectors and that community. And I do think that it's, it, it's from a, a place of, of good intentions, but for me, it's there's either somebody who like bought a whole box of, of turtles and is and is saying who needs it, or a lot of pictures of targets that look like most of the targets around me, where it's just like anybody need anything, and and there's nothing that I could conceive of anybody needing on those shelves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and again, Adam, you're very welcome, and I, I've helped a couple other people out in that sort of situation and and i've been helped out a lot too and it's one of those you know corny pay it forward things but it is nice to to know that there's people in this community that that are looking out for trying to get you stuff because it is as we've been discussing pretty frustrating out there at, at the moment yeah it's hard out there we're struggling come yeah. on i try to be respectful anytime i come across those rare target turtles uh i Take only pictures, leave only footprints. So <laughs> leave it better than you found it. Organize. I always leave them better. Yeah. Organize that toy section. Do that. <laughs> Clean. Do their job for them and, and make it look nice. Yeah. Straighten it up a little bit. I, I do put things on the pegs uh, when they, I find them all over the place as they are, are wont to do. I, uh, I refuse to do that. And I'll tell you why because I won't. Do that until they take away the farting ninjas. Do you guys deal with the farting ninjas at your targets? No. What? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm not sure. I, I think know what I think you cut about. out. I didn't actually even hear what you had said completely. So there's there's farting ninjas at, at targets at my at the targets that I go to. There is a toy line and it's like a, a ninja that farts at you. And if you walk in the toy aisle, it, you hear the fart noise and it's I, like I hate this. It's awful, and I, I'm I'm not gonna stay in a toy aisle to straighten up after anybody until there's not a ninja farting at me because I don't <laughs> want to be there any longer than I have to. But I wanted to bring it up. I ne- I needed to to talk to somebody about it because <laughs> that's 
it's, I it's, never. <laughs> I hope to never come across this. I'm sure I will next time I'm in Target. <laughs> it's one of those things that's just like, look, I'm already a, a, a grown man in the toy yeah. aisle. Yeah. Do you need Here. to shame me further? Yeah, you need you need to have audible fart noises surrounding me when I'm just trying to check the uh, the Marvel Legends. So that's that's something that I would like the listeners to chime in on. Is that just yeah? A- yeah. We 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 should definitely when we post about the episode uh, ask ask about that because that is definitely new to me. I am not familiar with the farting ninjas. So but the things that I forget about, but every time I'm in a Target, it comes back and I'm like, ah, I gotta see if anybody else is experiencing this and it's again now it just sounds like me farting but like it's uh (laughs) it's this little because i would hear it and i'd be like i guess that's some dumb toy but at some point i was like look what the hell is farting at me right now (laughs) it's like a i guess it's a play on like the silent but deadly thing and it's like a little ninja figurine that makes fart noises and it's like but it's not so silent is it no uh, yeah and it's Oh, it's just one of those cringy things, like those poop-related action figures that are a thing. And the Despicable Me fart gun. Yeah, or like there's the, there's a whole line of the like it's it, they're like parodies of properties. There's like a Ninja Turtle and like the other thing, that, but they're poop-related, and it's. <laughs> uh, I vaguely. I think know we've I think we've talked there. about that before. It's like yeah 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 area that i would prefer not to be physically near or associated with in any way and yet every time i'm looking at toys in a store there's always something that i'm just mildly embarrassed even more so than i already should be as a grown man in a toy aisle because (laughs) there's a disgusting toy that i'm like this is the thing that doesn't i don't need to be constantly reminded of they might as well just have an alarm in there that that's motion sensitive that that, that, that goes, "Hey everybody, it's a grown man in a toy aisle." <laughs> Big neon arrow that just pops yeah. out and points at me and's like, "Sad this guy, man, sad 37, man, 37 single man in <laughs> buying stuff. He's not boy. even a hot guy. He's just a regular <laughs> toy guy." No, when when I see kids in there, I get mad. That is my aisle. Stay out of there, kiddo. <laughs> uh, um, well, thank you, everybody out there, for listening to this month's episode. Get at us with, with what you want to hear about and your thoughts on hashtag farting ninja. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag malexit. Do you have any good, anybody else got any good hashtags or any anything else you want to leave them with? Uh, no, I, I have no hashtag. <laughs> okay. Um, hashtag, uh, what's that? What's that? Hashtag Baldi's uh, basics. Oh, God. Or, uh... <laughs> those stupid toys? Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. That's another I, I see in a toy aisle that makes me more embarrassed to be there than I normally would be. But... I'm just, I'm embarrassed for like the, the how poor the craftsmanship are is on them i'm embarrassed for them right that's a whole other episode um (laughs) you should check us out uh on instagram and twitter instagram is at shelf life podcast twitter is at shelf life host right adam did i get that right that's correct um where else are you should check out our our podcast network the aux podcast network that's aux we've got some cool new stuff on there that you should check out um Shane, what do you want to plug? Do you want to do you want to put your your Twitter out there or anything else for that matter? Uh, it's up up to you. Again, going back to uh, Adam's whole tweet that blew up. 
I, I tend to think that the less people <laughs> know about me, the better. But yeah, anybody follow me, uh, it's Sweet Bart on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to spell it because I want it to be harder to find me. Um, <laughs> and it started out as an art account, and it's very much not one now. Oh, but okay. uh, I do occasionally post art, but I don't make that much art anymore anyway. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, follow me if you want, I guess. Just got good, good takes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got yeah. takes. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I have takes. Sure, we've all got takes. Did I miss anything, Adam? No, no. I think we are good to go at the two-hour-plus mark here. So, yeah, you know, I'll I'll edit it down so it's not so short. But I've already taken up our, our whole evenings. <laughs> um, thanks to my band, we're called More of That for our theme song, and specific specifically my good friend Josh Head. Um, all right, that's it for now. What do we say at the end of these things? Oh, okay, here, here's what we'll do. We, we, we let the guests do it, yep. right? Shane's got to do it. So un, un, until next time, Adam, uh, life in plastic, and uh, Shane, uh, if, you, if you'd like. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Woo! He knew it. Thank He's you. listened before. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you.